to mm-hmm. Vienna mm-hmm. yesterday. And she was like, hey, she's invited to a K-pop party. Let's go. And I'm like, cool. I've never been. Let's go. We went. It was nice. I couldn't stay for long because I had to work this morning. Mm-hmm. It was like an emergency. I had to fill in for someone, whatever. And Laura convinced me to stay a bit longer than I wanted to, whatever. And then we were on our way home, like to the night bus at like 2.15, 2.30 something. Mm-hmm. And we were like just walking down the street, uh, passing a dude that was like sitting on a bench from like a already closed restaurant outside. And he okay. had like a drink in his hand. I don't know, a beer bottle, plastic bottle with some alcohol, whatever. I don't know. That does don't not really sound good. Really. Yeah, we were just talking. We were just talking, like minding our own business. Like I looked at him like for like one second and then away. And we're just like in our conversation. Mm-hmm. We were just pausing. And he was like just brabbling something. Like we couldn't really... I I didn't understand a thing. We were just ignoring him. Like you would ignore literally every man late at night yeah exactly and um we just passed him we we just uh were like walked behind him and then he turned around and threw threw his whole drink after us what the fuck like his whole bottle of whatever it was at us both of us completely wet like my jacket my pants laura as well and I what just turned fuck? around and yeah, like what the hell? I turned around in disbelief and I were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And we're like shouting at him. And mm-hmm. then um Laura were like calling him an asshole and telling him, like, shave your beard. <laughs> what the fuck? She's she's so creative, I swear to God. <laughs> um but I'm like, how dare you? How dare you ruining my good night clubbing <laughs> on my way home happily tipsy throwing your fucking drink at me at my favorite leather jacket yeah oh my god fuck him remember yeah. it's kind of reminding me that's to that story um remember when we were doing that school together for bartending and the yeah. dude you know what i'm talking about what dude when, when we were, uh, we had like a little uh, celebration thing at the end of the day and everyone was just staying, like playing beer pong and they're playing like drinking games and stuff. We were having fun and, uh, you know, it was in German. Oh my God, that asshole. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. So it was <laughs> most of the people there were speaking um, either English or German, whatever. And we were talking about cuss words, right? So yes. uh, if you... Um, how do you say it? What was the word? It was Hurensohn, which means, oh, yeah. uh, which means like uh, son of a bitch, basically. Son, son of a whore. Yeah. yeah, well, yes, but like I would say the equivalent for uh, that in English is like son of a bitch. And we were just talking about it, like how it's not really equal, you know, like it just sounds so much worse in German. Uh, it's yes, just like a, yes. it's just like such a like big yes, of an yes, insult yes, yes. in I German than it is in English exactly, and the dude wasn't even part of the conversation. He was outside, and then he came in and started yelling at me because I called him a hurenzon, and I was like, dude, what? Oh, God. What are you talking about? You weren't even here. This is a conversation 
like how it's not equal to the English yeah, same he word. He was so ridiculous. It, uh, I don't know. Just yeah, like he was drunk so men. Drunk God, men are not. Bitch. I don't know. Not, yes. They just like turn even more stupid than they already are. Anyways, that's it for the depressing topics. <laughs> yeah, honestly. God. Hi, by the way, this is the Unscientific Scientist podcast. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> yes, hi. <laughs> My name is Maya. My name is Sophia, and I hope you have a drink with you. Yeah. Like I asked. Apparently, this is going to be our first episode when we are like not all cheery and lay, hey, let's go. This is, we're doing this. Oh. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. Well, you made it back to a podcast. Sorry about that. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Okay. So, this is the second part of our. I guess original topics of psychopaths so today we're going to talk about sociopaths just to see and compare the two see what's the similarities what are the differences exactly so last time we covered psychopaths in general mm -hmm. and this on this episode we will we will talk about sociopaths in general and a bit about similarities, differences, like Maya just said. And then Maya will tell us again about a frightening story about yeah. a murderer. I hope so. Well, yeah. So I actually had a different story at the beginning. So I did another flippily flap today too. So I'm going to go with another story. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Let's tell us begin. about the background. Yes. The background on sociopaths. So the thing is, uh, what did I want to start with? Okay. So sociopaths are people who manifest extreme antisocial attitudes and behavior. Mm -hmm. I guess you can relate with that. Hey, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Don't throw me under the bus like that. Um, yeah, well, it's no. true. Nah, I mean, not in that extreme. Let's say it like this. Yeah, I just like my peace. Okay. Yeah, you're an introvert. That's I, different. I just can't deal with people. I'm like, I don't have the energy. I don't know. I think I'm like a chameleon. I can, you know, adapt. Adapt, definitely, mm -hmm. yes. But yeah, so what confused me. While doing the research, I can hear it. Right now, when we record. Imagine Maya outside in her garden shouting to the sky <laughs> Go away! Nobody wants Go you here! <laughs> uh, okay. And, and, and up there, they're like, look at this confused lady down there. What's going on? <laughs> this fucking idiot is shouting at the sky down there. It was a news. <laughs> it was a news helicopter, too. So I would probably. Ooh. Next morning, you're on BBC News. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy woman on the loose in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing new. <laughs> 
just a regular Sunday morning. What I wanted to say is that like while doing my research on sociopaths, I was Googling sociopaths and I found a lot of studies talking mm-hmm. about antisocial personality disorder, mm-hmm. which I uh, already associated with psychopaths. So I was confused. Like I, I'm looking for sociopaths or psychopaths. Mm-hmm. But then I found out that you don't really like science don't really differs between psychopaths and sociopaths like in general like obviously there are differences Mm -hmm. but altogether they fall into the same category of antisocial personality disorder yeah so it's basically the same we just tiny little little bit of of differences right exactly okay so let's talk about those differences and similarities let's Mm -hmm. start with the similarities Similar is that they both, like sociopaths and psychopaths, share a poor inner sense of right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And they don't really understand people's feelings. And they both lack of empathy. Mm -hmm. Like they don't feel, they don't feel any remorse. Remorse. Or what's the English word for midnight? Uh... Like they don't feel bad about things that they do? Uh, no, no, no. Sociopaths actually do a bit. Okay. That's one of the differences. Wait, what's the word? What? They don't pity. really feel pity or oh. mercy or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so those, let's, those are like the quick similarities. Let's get to differences. They're more interesting. Psychopaths are supposed to have or are not supposed to have a conscience and Mm -hmm. sociopaths have one like it's the little voice inside your head that tells you what's wrong and right Mm -hmm. sociopaths like they have they have a conscience but it's like weak they Mm -hmm. might feel guilt and end or remorse but it won't stop them from doing their thing you know if Mm -hmm. it gets them where they want to be it just like there in the back of their head that like yeah you might have not like don't don't do that that's not the best thing but they don't really like they can just still do it yes as mm-hmm. if they're like hey i know this is wrong but and i might feel a bit guilty because i know this has a bad impact in impact on that person but i literally don't care because it benefits me mm-hmm. okay so they know what's right and wrong mm-hmm. And also, psychopaths are very good actors. They can mirror a person very well. Mm-hmm. Sociopaths are not that good in acting. Like, they make it, like, easier to recognize them. Okay. That they're, like, only interested in themselves or what, they're, what mm-hmm. they really want. Yeah. They often blame others and have, like, excuses for their behaviors behavior mm-hmm. behaviors yeah it works i don't exist <laughs> yeah Wait. okay it sounded weird i'm sorry <laughs> i'm tipsy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they're more likely to that's maybe extreme but like to explode like yeah they, uh-huh. uh, can they can't control their own emotions that well like yeah so at some point they're gonna lose their shit mm-hmm. or they literally don't care how you uh, view them 
mm-hmm. that's why they don't really care to mirror that why they don't really care to mirror you mm-hmm. they just literally kind of let you know hey i don't care about you like i i'll do my thing i don't give a fuck that's mm-hmm. it <clears throat> so some experts call sociopaths hot-headed because of this okay they are more likely to act without thinking how others might be affected in the outcoming Mm-hmm. and one more thing about psychopaths their brain supposedly work different from normal people's brain how for example they're like from normal people when they see like blood and violence in movie or like a horror movie like something scary you know mm-hmm. their heart beats faster because it's- they're scared or it's exciting or you know mm-hmm. something happens psychopaths actually calm down like their heartbeats and pulse goes down watching that shit oh my god they're like it's like calm their meditation them. it's like their good night story or something <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that is interesting yeah it's very interesting hmm. oh yeah that's about so cute psychopaths not sociopaths let's mm-hmm. not switch that up it's just something that i found and i wanted to put in i forgot yeah. that last time it's it's really nice because the last episode wasn't the the psychopath one so it's a little recap oh yes mm-hmm. right it was the one before yeah <clears throat> so <clears throat> then let's do another little recap mm-hmm. in general both types psychopaths and sociopaths are not always violent Yes, they might try to manipulate you and lie to you to get what they want, but most are in general not violent. Obviously, there are, you know, some cases where they actually do, and that's the cases we most love because they are interesting. Yeah, like we when we certainly will hear from you later. (laughs) Of course. But so when we talked about psychopaths and stuff, we mentioned that, yes, some of them do get caught but most of them never actually do any violent crime and they learn how to live with this and they you know adapt to to their normal everyday life exactly also about sociopaths like some of my research i got off reddit (laughs) (laughs) so obvious credible scientific source of information i know i know i know (laughs) So yes, here a disclaimer, it's definitely it can like it's possible that it's not true. But most of them say like, you know, I could do it, like I wouldn't feel guilt about being violent mm-hmm. um towards someone, but they don't do it because you know, they can still think rationally and are like, okay, yeah. hey, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to die. I don't want to uh, die alone. So hey, I'll adapt. I'll, I'll try keep it to, together. You know, I'll keep it together so I can fucking not end up in jail and get bored because like they have a huge also like they get bored so easily and that's mm-hmm. probably I think mo- one of the worst things they have to get through that always like this boredom all the time mm-hmm. and that's why they wouldn't really get like wouldn't really do any severe illegal stuff because like in jail they would just like die of boredom probably yeah or kill more people i don't know yeah honestly i think a normal person would get bored out of their mind in prison but imagine that as a sociopath yeah (laughs) child horrible (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. So let's get to some facts about sociopaths. So you get a bit of a characteristic, characteristic feeling about them. How you got this. You got this. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving my best here. <laughs> You're doing so, great. Let's see. They like sociopaths, they make it clear or like if they want to or if it's not necessary if it's necessary like they make clear they do not care about how others feel like they literally don't care that's also like i've read like i have on my list here you know they are hot-headed and impulsive and mm -hmm. also prone to fits of anger and rage mm -hmm. but for example on reddit i read a lot of comments where apparently sociopaths said that they don't really hate people you know they just really don't fucking care about them or they're maybe annoyed in the mm -hmm. worst case by people but really hating people they don't care enough you know to hate yeah. people that's the thing hmm. so i don't know how that fits together really of this characteristics i mean you know, that's like i don't really know it makes sense wrong like, right. they just do not give a fuck about other people yeah it seems to me like it's a similarity between um, uh, psychopaths and sociopaths that they just, the only focus is themselves. Exactly, yes. That's true, I think. Mm -hmm. They recognize what they are doing in general, in generally, but they rationalize their behavior. Mm. Okay. And they cannot really, like, Many cannot really maintain a regular work and family life because they're so, you know, egocentric, self-centered. Mm. They just don't care enough. Exactly. And okay. which is obviously draining for everyone participating in those relationships. Mm -hmm. They can form emotional attachment, at attachments, but it is difficult. Mm -hmm. Because still it's probably going to be most about them and not really about the us like especially yeah. about relationships mm -hmm. and we um, we are not uh only talking about romantic relationships here we're talking about like family relationships uh mothers fathers friendships friendships yes everything yes so there's a saying and a quote sociopaths are made and psychopaths are born mm -hmm. is this true in mm, yes and no <laughs> obviously really. like <laughs> why would something be simple <laughs> yes the, nothing is ever just black and white you know mm -hmm. on the episode of psychopaths i ex tried to explain a bit of the you know how to become a psychopath and i was talking about how it's definitely like a genetic component <laughs> it sounded genetic like factor it sounded like we have a step-by-step -step how to become a psychopath. <laughs> you want to become a psychopath? Follow our lead. <laughs> Step <No>. one. <laughs> Childhood trauma. <laughs> or no, no. Step one. Get born with the right genetics. <laughs> because yes, by psychopaths, genetics do play a role, mm -hmm. but also obviously environment play a role, like both yes. together. Mm -hmm. Sociopaths 
same thing kind of you know sociopaths tend to be associated with harmful childhood experiences including mm-hmm. sexual abuse physical violence or parental instability mm-hmm. okay science doesn't know yet but like it is believed to be both you know genetically and environmental factors yeah because of that yes it's like because of that like the the saying is like it's a yes and no you know it's kind of both it depends on i guess mm-hmm. on your circumstances mm-hmm. mm. it's hard to really yeah pinpoint here. pinpoint what exactly the cause it's like multiple yeah. things together and i think this is also maybe the reason why both of them are both called antisocial personality disorder and you know considered into one category mm-hmm. like in one big category because we also already talked a bit of relationships i wanted to get into those sociopaths into relations in relationships if you have a boyfriend and you see one of or many of those <laughs> following characteristics and you recognize thus the behavior run okay <laughs> run <laughs> So sociopaths in relationships tend, like those relationships tend to be one-sided, very one-sided, emotionally draining, psychologically debilitating, and sometimes even physically harmful experience. Hmm. So all in all, they manipulate you into thinking he's the one. And like, obviously they make a relationship with them seem absolutely awesome because they can manipulate manipulate people very well mm-hmm. well but in general they're assholes so keep yeah. your distance if you see any signs of them mm-hmm. what are the signs well the their characteristics i'd say oh okay. Okay, okay, okay also sociopaths i'd consider them not as dangerous as, as psychopaths because they are not that good of actors they're not as good as good as mirroring mm-hmm. you know they uh, they'll be more i i imagine them being more direct i guess since they're not that good in handling their own emotions yeah or just they're not as good as in pretending that they are exactly Mm -hmm. yeah and in general like about love like can sociopaths love like a lot of articles says they cannot Mm -hmm. but you know reddit (laughs) says something (laughs) else (laughs) so it must be true so it must definitely be true no (laughs) but i mean if you could believe any of those if you want to do your own research go on you know r slash sociopath <laughs> the most reliable source of information it's been scientifically proven where you can ask directly your question to sociopaths if you can believe that they are sociopaths maybe we should have done that in the first episode not the first but like in in uh, in bid and just talk to people on reddit yeah like make like, a question round yeah with with uh bid people you know mm-hmm. anyways yeah i mean it's too that's, late whatever that ship sailed so yeah so yeah i've read some posts and answers and whatever uh, um, on reddit that say like they can love but it's difficult 
Yeah. Well, whatever. Let's get to the statistics. <laughs> In general, more men are sociopaths than women. Who would have thought? Same Honestly, psychopaths. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, for some reason, at least in my brain, it would make more sense to me if there would be more women than men. Why? I don't know, because like, we're just so good at pretending. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then the woman, then there should be more, more women be psychopaths because they're good actors. Yeah, but but that's the same thing. Like there are a lot like more men than women so i don't know in my brain it would just make more sense to me but whatever well, science says i guess yes, whatever it's science you can believe science you know at least you know not mm-hmm. reddit but science yeah no you're gonna make your own mind up <laughs> that's why we call unscientific scientists people i <laughs> say it again you can literally believe or not believe any word we say here. And I give no guarantee anything is right we say here. Yeah, I mean, first of all, we're humans too. We can make mistakes. Second of all, you know, there's only so much research that we can do too. So, Exactly. Okay. I mean, if you are like Maya and you do like, you do like a, you write like a fucking 10 page essay about <laughs> every fucking topic you want to talk about it's like i think you can trust that source but (laughs) me on the other hand most of my research is maybe one one page long so one one google search (laughs) yes you you guys you guys choose what to believe but i mean i try to be professionals you know i try to look up studies especially and get my information from there at least that <laughs> even though it's short mm-hmm. but it's at least scientific yeah i try to be we're doing great all right treatment treatment For sociopaths can sociopaths be healed magically no and become more normal humans yeah it already sounds stupid yeah it so, does if they cannot be healed like there's no magical cure to mm-hmm. become not sociopaths but you can try to help or not you but like science and medication and mm-hmm. therapy so it can be treated with medication therapy or a mix of both and medication although is not recommended by many doctors it can lead to to cure them by making sim- ma- masking symptoms oh okay Hmm. so it's uh difficult and i think it 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 probably depends on how you know every individual person Mm -hmm. and it's just like a like topical solution like it's not going to solve the problem itself yes not Mm -hmm. not at all yeah so there's like no drug specifically for antisocial How's it called? And personality, personality disorder. disorder. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, But for symptoms that may occur with sociopathy, like for example, aggression, which is common, that can be treated, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, I'm on the end of my page here. <laughs> <laughs> the single page. I mean, 
we did talk for half like an hour maybe about this so no i that's i was just joking your research is perfect like we got everything that we needed mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what i'm serious i hope so, I hope so, <laughs> so. okay well we're through with my shit so uh i hope you can entertain us with some good stuff no yes make me, make me <clears throat> dream bad and i will try my best all right like i mentioned before i had a different story in mind beforehand um yes. but i changed my mind so <laughs> i do that a lot so um i'm going to shake it up a little bit and i'm going to do it a little bit differently than i usually do it I'm going to read out an article from the New York Post and I'm not going to tell you the the title of it because it gives us like gives everything away. So, mm -hmm. um, but you're going to know like very quickly what's happening. So you're not okay. missing out on anything. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? This is an article from Jane Ridley. I just felt like we need to mention this because this is not my article i didn't write this you know we give credit when where, where it's due <laughs> okay so charity lee was approaching the supermarket checkout when a fellow shopper blocked her path i know who you are shouted the woman you should watch your son be executed because he is a monster and you raised him that's sudden <laughs> i know it starts with a bang Drawing on all her strength she could muster, Lee shakingly replied, Ma'am, I don't know who you are, but you really need to go to counseling. With that, the mother of child killer Paris Bennett, age 13, abandoned her grocery cart and rushed out. The stranger's. Period. Yes. <laughs> the stranger's harsh judgment only added to her agony. In a shocking twist, her son's victim was Lee's four-year-old daughter, Ella. Paris had stabbed his half-sister to death in cold blood with a kitchen knife. Wait, who stabbed who? Okay, so there's the mother, and the mother has a son and a daughter. They are half-siblings. Okay, that the son, mother that randomly shouted at this guy at this grocery store. No, the mother got shouted on. Ah, the mother got shot. Yeah, a random person shouted at the mother. Okay, and she had so, to... Yes, okay, so the mother's name is Charity. Mm -hmm. And her family name is Lee. Okay. So we will either call her Lee or Charity, depending on the article. Okay. And her daughter is called Ella, and her son is called Paris. I know it's confusing when I first... <laughs> I know. I'm know, sorry, but what the son is called Paris. I know, I know. I I only heard it as a like a woman's name before, never as a male name. But his name mm -hmm. is Paris. Okay, and he's thirteen, and the little girl was uh, four. Okay. So the brother Paris killed his sister Ella. Mm -hmm. He stabbed stabbed her. I think 17 times. Uh, why? We will get to that. We will get to everything. Okay. It's a, that's a lot of fucking stabs. 
it like, is it's but and imagine year old it's a it's a 13 year old boy stabbing a four-year-old little girl that. 17 times it's uh it's Shit. yeah we will we will get to everything okay it's a it's a story okay so um there have been other moments like that lee the mother tells the post in 27 no not 27 in 2007 incident um da, 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 da. okay but people often have one opinion at first and then change once they have talked to me and offer compassion the 44 year old's powerful story of grief love fear and forgiveness is featured in the documentary the family i had i also watched the documentary so i did all the research i will tell you like when we get to a certain point i will put more information what's not in the article okay this documentary examines Lee's, the mother, conflicted emotions as she struggles to come to terms with the catastrophe, catastrophe, catastrophe. Yeah, the ca no, the catastrophe, <laughs> e, whatever, Some, that tore her life e. apart 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. A prison rights activist, she keeps Ella's memory alive while frequently visiting her now 24 year old son in jail okay so this article was written a couple of years ago now he's 33 and he is in prison for his murder on his sister yes uh okay. he's serving a 40-year sentence the maximum texas uh, no the maximum in texas for a juvenile for for murder oh boy Yes, buckle up, and uh, he will be eligible for parole in 2027. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's going to get out in, in five years. Well, I'd like to believe that people can change. No, and honey. And learn and develop. and He's a adapt. sociopath. That doesn't mean he can learn. We will, we will get to it, okay? But imagine, no, like, he's... Now, I like, said, like, sociopaths, they don't want to go to jail. Like, maybe he's like, hey, I did a fucked up shit because there was a fucked up thing because there was a kid. I couldn't think yeah. straight. I didn't know the consequences. Now I know the consequences. Yeah. Next time I'll be smarter. Again. Or I won't do it again. Do not <laughs> risk it. You're so naive, honey. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Anyways, just think about it. So he is 33 now. When he gets out, he's going to be 38 in his prime i no. don't know keep everyone keep don't your eyes out that. please don't call it <laughs> <laughs> prime. Uh, uh, please don't tell me he's like i want to start a family i want to i want to continue well, my genes actually so he um in the documentary he gets interviewed and he talks about um i'm gonna be honest he does not seem genuine and mm -hmm. when the the interview is happening you can see that he's smart like how he's talking the words he's using like he's smart obviously he says that yeah he regretted it and he's very sorry and blah 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 but on the other hand he talks a lot about like what he wasn't able to experience because he's locked up like he couldn't go to parties he didn't have a like he doesn't oh, no. have his driver's but license poor 
Boy. Yeah. And all because he killed his fucking sister. Yeah. We will get to it. Okay. It's it's just okay. like it's I lot. understand, but I understand I understand why you're saying he w- he doesn't sound genuine. Mm-hmm. Like when he already says like I regret what I'm doing, but you know, mm-hmm. I couldn't experience this. I couldn't experience this. Like, yeah, it, it already seems like lack of, you know, yeah. remorse, guilt, empathy, everything, literally everything. It basically cancels whatever he said before, you know? Yes. Like, I'm sorry, but. The word but is so powerful. Remember, it, it just reminds me of, of that um, comedy night that we went to. What's his face? You mean you mean with uh, our friend Laura? Yes, yes. And he said, like, you can say anything and you know be genuine about it, but when you say the word "but," it like it, takes all the meaning from everything. Exactly, and it's true. Yes, it's Remember? true. Literally, like since then, I every time I hear people say, "I have this and this opinion," but I love this and this, but and etc. <laughs> Like, I always have to think of that, you know, what he said. And it's, it's yeah, so true. It's so exactly. True. So, anyways. That's why I try to, you know, avoid that that phrase thing. Yeah, you know. yeah. Well, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. Continue. <laughs> okay. So, quote from the mother. I have forgiven Paris for what he did, but it's an ongoing process. If he was free, I would be frightened of him. The fact that he is incarcerated gives me peace of mind, but I worry about his own safety. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was talking about this with my mother-in-law and uh, I told her, actually, like we watched this documentary together and you know she's she's a mother i am not and uh, we were talking about like i don't it, like she i think she said that she it's it's a mother's like instinct it doesn't matter what the child does you still going to worry about the safety of the child and you're still going to love the child it's an instinct like it's a motherly instinct mhm okay yeah okay Let's so continue. We, she would still love her son, even though she, if even though if he would have killed someone, you know, like yes, yes, her other child. <laughs> yeah, honestly, How can that's I fit the... together. That's like, yeah, 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 yeah. In the documentary, the mother also says that, like, you know, you usually say that it doesn't matter, like your love to your child is unconditional, but what if your child hurts your other child? exactly like how do you deal with that yeah it was about 12 30 a.m on february 5th 20 uh, 2007 when lee was met by cops at a buffalo wild wings near uh where she worked as a waitress the police told me that my daughter had been hurt she recalls and i was saying you need to take me to ella now and they were like you you can't go she's dead and that made no sense because i knew that i had left her at home with a babysitter and her own brother so i said is my son okay and they said we have him that's when everything stopped making sense she says 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, sometime around 10 p.m. Paris, an unusually gifted child with an IQ of 141, which is just, I don't know, like my IQ, I don't, I think it's like 100 and I'm not sure, either 30 or 50 something. I have a paper. I don't remember. You did an IQ test? Yeah. You don't? Oh. You haven't? No, obviously not. Who does I had that? to. I had to get tested because um, I'm crazy. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me to be. Honest. No, 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 no. Uh, so, like, I um, I have dyscalculia when I um, I can't calculate stuff correctly, so I get numbers confused a lot and stuff. So in mm-hmm. school, I had to get tested for that. And um, with that, they they make an IQ test altogether. Ah, that's so cool. Yeah, so... I mean, I normally... I would say IQ tests are stupid. It is. It is. They say, like, like actual professional people say that it doesn't really, like... It's just yes. a small indicator of, like, it's not that big of a deal. Right. But I, it's still interesting, you know? I still would like to know. Yeah, so. me too. Like, maybe... I, I am actually genuinely interested in this. So maybe we can put know, it on the list. Do you know what the equal, you know, equal number of an, you know, normal person's IQ would be? Like in No idea. I can general. Google it. Wait, let's Google it real quick. So normal person IQ. Oh shit. Okay. Wait, um, let me guess, let me guess. I say okay. 95 is normal oh you son of a bitch did you look it up no i am not (laughs) i did not (laughs) okay so most people about 68 percent have an iq between 85 and 115 you were like right in the middle with 95 okay oh damn oh damn okay okay like jesus okay yeah, I mean, I have to admit, like, I think I've heard somewhere, I literally don't remember where, but like, I've heard somewhere, you know, IQ, norm, normal person, 90 uh, something, you know, mm-hmm. but it's been a while. Okay. But well, interesting. This is, this is a uh, US data, by the way. Um, and also only a small fraction of people have a very low IQ, which is below 70, or a very high IQ, which is above 130. Okay. Okay. Just like a little uh, above. Sorry, one thirty. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. a yeah. That's yes, Maya. What can I say? I always knew. <laughs> you always knew. What do you mean? It's all obvious. I, obviously, yeah. I mean, <laughs> genius. Also, spend time. Just spend time with genius. I'd say, you know, yeah. you know, like geniuses find each other. Good company. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I literally, I honestly, I think I'm too scared to make an IQ test. Like, I'd be too scared. Like, I, I turn out to be fucking stupid, like 60 or something. Your IQ is two. That, oh, I think it would kill me. I think I could not handle that information. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It would not surprise me, to be honest. <laughs> I always no, knew something was wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
What do you mean? You're smart. You're very smart. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You're My life an anthropologist. Choices, anthropologist? That doesn't mean anything. You, you know, are smart. writing tests, writing tests and getting good grades doesn't prove anything. That is that is that is true, but you're still smart. That that doesn't change my fact, okay? Honey, I almost got robbed in Napoli. Like, do you really think I'm smart? <laughs> Tell me I, I'm smart. I Tell me there. I'm people smart. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, I remember. Have we exactly. told that story? I think you have once, probably, yes. Yeah, have I? If people have followed our episodes, I think it's somewhere, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Whatever. Anyways, my stupid D always got us mocked once. Almost not. Like, we didn't get mocked, <laughs> but almost. We survived. Whatever. The bitch, the bitch literally dropped the keys in front of the door when the mug was... mugging people were like 10 centimeters behind us. Uh, you exaggerate here. Nah, I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I didn't see them. I was looking at the door and the keys, so I didn't really, rec- you know, the I bitch, didn't really uh, sense any threats. You, you, you were literally having the time of your life, just like walking around, relaxing, laughing, <laughs> looking at the beautiful buildings. In the meantime, people are following us and about to mug us. Like in rethinking the situation, the funniest part of this whole situation was <laughs> like when we were inside and the door closed behind us, we were, we were walking up the stairs, everyone was quiet, you know, still like in shock. Like, yeah, obviously, Maya and Laura, not I. <laughs> everyone was quiet. I was like, why? What happened? <laughs> Did something you happen, had, guys? Like you had you no okay? clue what's happening. Like zero. Like like what's going on? Why are you so quiet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And then you were like, "Um, well, bitch, <laughs> we already prepared our keys to fight some bullet." But no. <laughs> we had like our keys and our knuckles and everything. <laughs> we are ready to go. <laughs> I'm crying. I can't. <laughs> what? That's so unnecessary as if like there's no way. Oh my god, I'm crying. Uh, but honestly, you know, I think the reason why they started following us was also because of me. Because I I started thinking about, you know, before we went to our apartment, we went to buy some water in like a tiny grocery store around yeah, the it was, corner. Yes. And the both of them went inside to get some water and I stayed outside. Like, Oh you know, no, what did you do? Randomly staying outside, looking around like a fucking tourist would do. <laughs> Which we were. Yes. And this one dude like was standing across of me and like obviously staring at me. I was like, I was not thinking much of it. Like, okay, yeah, well, people Whatever. tend to stare at my red hair. I don't know. Forever. Yeah, she she looks like a like a freaking uh, torch. <laughs> like she's visible everywhere. <laughs> Honestly, I'm never I'm never worried about losing you anywhere because I'll just look for the red hair. Yeah, I hate it, but it's, it's beautiful. What do you mean? I, I don't like 
I don't like to be visible, you know. I I'd rather prefer being invisible. But but let's not get into that. The point was I was standing randomly across that so like not thinking much. Like obviously this guy stared at me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, peeking inside. Okay, the girls still take some, uh, still need some more minutes. I'm like, I just chill. Like, I was, I think I, I honestly looked like the most stupid fucking tourist, naivest tourist you could have ever seen. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. There's nothing more I can say to it. <laughs> All my fault. I mean, <laughs> we all were very, very clueless. Remember, the same exact day we started uh, walking around in the city, like at the beginning of the day, like around like noon or something like that. We found mm. like a pizzeria and everything, and the random dude on a motorcycle, just out of nowhere, yes. stopped next to us, and he was no, like, no. um. Yeah, I mean, we asked for directions, like we asked for like where can we eat some pizza. Yeah. And because our friend Laura can speak Italian, yeah, they were very nice and informative, and we're like, "Hey, guys, you need to take off your jewelry. Like, you cannot walk around like <laughs> like this here. You will get robbed." Yeah. Like, we were like, "You couldn't have been more stupid. Like, we it's, could have been like literally." And, and you know, like like we, I had like huge gold hoops on rings yes. and necklace Same. and a little For bag me, like, I, was, like... I was wearing my most expensive jewel like <laughs> made by my mother like all gold all, oh. all like real, real di- like diamonds and shit <laughs> but yeah it's we were just like the most like yes you're a tourist like oh we were trying to look cute in Italy okay <laughs> we just wanted to have a good time we uh, just wanted to have a good time, but yeah. All right. <clears throat> We're just getting we lost, sidetracked. I think, yeah, we got lost a bit. A, a, a little bit. bit a okay. tiny little bit. Okay, so we were talking about, like, his IQ. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. What was his IQ? 141. Okay, so above average. Yeah, so he's he's smart. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, he had convinced the babysitter that she should go home it was after that according to the detectives that he grabbed the knife from the kitchen and entered the room hold on i'm sorry how could he convince the babysitter to go home was he a stranger was he known like how what do you well actually so like my mother-in-law said the same exact thing like how i shit fuck i'm so sorry you you spoke about the the sun yeah yeah, i was talking about the sun but yeah i'm so so sorry yes i i i was like okay i i i was lost i was definitely lost (laughs) it's okay so actually she said the same thing about like how did the babysitter agree to that going home like when her 13 year old baby sitting boy yeah. told her to go home. like yeah. you yeah. don't go home until the mother is home yeah like that's yeah. Uh, babysitting 101 you don't listen to a 13 year old boy yeah normally anyways but apparently like he I would have said so like smart. shut the fuck up and go to your bed <laughs> <laughs> i swear to god as, i was not a nice babysitter as you can nice tell sophia loves babies and children I'm so sorry for losing track again, but yesterday also. 
just like a very, very, very quick side story. We were uh, on our way to pre-party at a friend's house of Laura's and we entered her house and had to take the elevator to the fifth floor or sixth floor, whatever. Mm -hmm. And there was a mother uh, in front of us who also took the elevator, like of a not newborn, but like, I, I don't know, it was a big baby. How old are big babies? One year old? I don't know. Girl. And <laughs> was it able to hold his head? Yes. Okay, I would say like if it was it was like a bigger baby about like one ish yes something like this maybe we actually wanted to wait for the mother to take like for the elevator to come back so she mm -hmm. could take it alone but she was like no no it's enough space you can come in here and he was, she was inside with her stroller but we fit in whatever mm -hmm. and i was looking in the mirror like um making my hair because the wind blew it <laughs> somewhere else whatever curly hair problems and Yes, and, and I didn't even look at the baby, you know. Mm -hmm. And Laura was like, she was like looking at baby and just started laughing. And the mother looked at her and she was like, "Oh no, no, I'm so sorry. It's just funny because she's scared of babies." And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I am. I mean, I'm slightly scared of babies, but I'm not only scared of babies. And I didn't even look at that baby. So I, why would you tell that mother I'm scared of babies? I was like so embarrassing <laughs> she just threw you under the bus literally <laughs> and it was like standing there like i'm, I'm I like no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you say like i couldn't say no i'm not scared of babies i just hate them like that would be worse <laughs> that's so, not better yeah exactly so i was like uh, it's it's fine it's fine and she was like no she doesn't bite ha 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 and i'm like oh <laughs> well actually that's a valid point because they do bite see see <laughs> there's a reason to be scared of babies but whatever yeah you know they the they have they have rabies too so be careful <laughs> <laughs> okay okay uh, yes okay let's, let's so <clears throat> the babysitter left and then he grabbed the knife and entered the room where ella was sleeping the little girl he proceeded to beat choke his little sister and stab her 17 times. Next, the boy spent six minutes calling a school friend before waiting two minutes and calling 911 to report the murder. What, he, what did he talk to, <clears throat> I'm sorry, what did he talk to the friend about? I'm not sure. And I'm not sure he even picked it up because I don't know, like they never mentioned it anywhere else. You know, okay. like not in the documentary, not anywhere else. I think it was just, I don't know. But okay, after that, he called 911. I, I listened. Think he just really didn't want your sister. Yeah, so all in all, a lot of people said, like in the documentary, that after his sister was born, he wasn't the baby anymore. He wasn't the middle, like the, the, he wasn't how do you say it he wasn't the center of the universe anymore like there was another baby now and yeah, uh, yeah it was it was kind of hard on him he, even he said that like he felt very lonely and stuff oh my goodness you gotta 
share your toys with another person. But the thing is that on the outside, he looked like a very, very good brother. Like he took care of her, like he played with her, like he was like very involved in it. And even the sister loved him, like he helped her pick out her outfit and like there's a lot of videos of them playing together and obviously like you know he was sometimes rough with her but it wasn't anything like dangerously rough it was like an older boy playing with a little girl kind of rough you know Mm -hmm. so that's the thing the mother says that she didn't know that anything was wrong with him at first but on the other hand the whole family on the other side of the family everyone says that deep down everybody knew that he was different okay also was like yeah okay yeah yeah also actually so the the murder happened in 2007 and paris got evaluated in 2006 a year before the murder and the doctor says that the doctors said that he had uh, like murderous tendencies and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think the mother was just like refusing to believe that something was wrong with him. And after that Sense. evaluation, yeah, after that evaluation, she took him home instead of leaving him into that like in that facility. So. Yeah. Yeah, and in the in the documentary, even she says that she she can't go back and second guess all of her decisions and stuff. I think it's just too much. Like she can't, you, you know, she she can't handle the fact that it could have been stopped. Yes, I I totally like. I can see why. Like, yeah, it's who I, could imagine her own child doing exactly i would say it's definitely not not her fault but no not at all it's just it's just like a very hard situation but i would be curious about like you know we talked about becoming a sociopath a psychopath is like that it has genetically genetically and environmental factors thank you for bringing that up because i will tell you something now so the grandmother so the mother's mother was suspected for murder also what yeah for for the murder of that that girl no so the or general like another murder yeah yeah it's another murder so the grandmother yeah so the grandmother was married to the mother's father so it's the the grandparents right i think it was in the 70s or something like that the mother was a couple of years old back then so the grandmother was suspected for hiring a hitman to kill her husband so the grandfather so we know where the where the The, boy got his genes from yeah yeah yeah. so actually apparently the grandfather was involved in with the mob and stealing stuff all kinds of you know illegal shit yeah by the way guys this is possible like you can pass on your gene like let's say sociopathic tendency genes Mm -hmm. to your offspring and they have no you know they they show no sign of it 
it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be you know active yeah. but it can go on to the next you know generation their son generation and can be present in that generation you know exactly because it's not just a specific gene that causes this like it's a yes. mul- it's like multiple things coming together exactly that's what you have to think of when it comes to you know yeah stuff like this so actually the thing is that paris's father so you know like the 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 boy and the girl will have siblings so they have different fathers mm-hmm. so paris's father actually was a paranoid schizophrenic mm. so he got everything from both sides so the mental health aspect the gene aspect everything came together so poor boy had i don't want to say no chance but he definitely had like the cards stacked against him yes it kind of sounds like this like it was like there was like a high risk for him to turn out this way yeah and i still believe there had to be something that triggered him yeah <clears throat> I think we will get to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So let's let let me continue. Yes. Okay. So um we left it off where he called 911, right? Mhm. Okay. So he pretended to follow the dispatcher directions and do CPR says the mother, but that was all a lie. Cops found no evidence of attempt of first aid. So he called 911. I listened to the 911 call, the whole thing. And um, you you listened to it, the live yeah. thing? Yeah. A live, but like a real thing. Damn. Yeah, it was like his, his voice and everything. It was like the actual 911 call. Mm-hmm. So he called 911. Yes. And the dispatcher started telling him like, okay, take her off the bed. Do this, do that 30 times. And then, you know breath in the mouth this kind of stuff and you can hear him counting in the background like one two three and he just pretended to do that a little motherfucker like that's what i'm saying like and he's only 13 he's smart like he He, he made smart yeah he made sure that they have evidence that he tried yeah okay Okay, so at first Paris claimed he suffered a vivid hallucination in which an inflamed demonic version of Ella, the little girl, was laughing manically at him. But he later described how he had awakened that morning wanting to kill someone. Yeah. So the mother says Ella was an easy target. Predators don't ever pick on anybody bigger than themselves. Um, Paris told investigators that his original plan was to murder Ella before lying in wait for his mother and stabbing her when she returned from work. So he said the first reason he didn't go ahead with it was because it was a lot harder to kill someone than he thought, says the mother. The second reason was the realization if he would have killed me, I only would have suffered for 10, 5, like 10, 15 minutes. But if he left me alive without Ella, the little girl, I would suffer for the rest of my life. One of Paris's motives was punishing his mother. 
period. So like his his whole plan, like his whole reason for this murder was because he wanted to punish his own mother. So um, yes, and the thing is that uh, so uh, his mother was actually a heroin addict before becoming pregnant with Paris. Mm -hmm. Yes, and so she had troubles with drugs and stuff, and but she was clean right up up until like Paris was uh, twelve and Ella was three, and then she relapsed. But during his pregnancy? No, she was clean for the pregnancy and everything. Okay, okay. And all the way up until she uh, he was 12. Okay. Yes, and she's she's apparently been clean ever since. So it was just like a a quick a quick relapse and then you know, she was fine again. But like Paris witnessed this. And I don't know if the relapse was the reason why he wanted to punish punish her but yeah also the grandmother had troubles with uh, drugs and alcohol too and because of that apparently the mother had a pretty like hard childhood you know but there was like no abuse or anything like that not on uh, the mother's not in the mother's childhood and not in paris's childhood so that's not a factor okay so the only regret i've ever had about my own personal behavior behavior is my relapse says lee the mother the fact is i made him angry and he chose to handle it that way by killing ella so she gives herself the fault for it yeah which is understandable i mean i would i would do the same thing probably difficult difficult topic it is it is because you know like as a mother you don't i mean every rational thinking person would say like obviously it's not your fault like you can't influence what gene works Mm -hmm. how and how his brain decides to handle certain situations yeah when you like you tried your best you stayed sober most of like literally like Mm -hmm. most of the time and etc yeah and then something yeah like i understand yeah i mean it's she tried her best you know like that's and that's how she sees it too so all right yeah i mean who knows if that's everything you know or if she left something out exactly you never know what's going on like between like not between like behind the scenes but yeah also i'm just going to mention this i don't think it's true though so I saw it in another article that apparently they find they found semen residue around the girl. Oh no. Yeah, but I've never seen that anywhere else. So I think they just tried to make like a bigger spectacle about this, just like putting something sexual in it too. So oh, I I, I so. yeah, I haven't seen anything like it was just in one article. I, I just think like, you know, if they already um, published a murder of a little girl by her own brother, I don't think they would have left something big like this out, you know, but I'll, I thought I'll just mention it. <clears throat> okay. After his sentencing, an assessor told Lee, the mother, 
that she deserves to know that her son was a sociopath. Psychiatrics, no, psychiatrists, psychiatrists, that's it, <laughs> whom she hired. You got it, girl. <laughs> got it. Whom she hired when Paris was 15, agreed that had he been 18 and old enough to qualify for the label as a sociopath, they would have diagnosed him as having antisocial personality disorder. Mm-hmm. He confessed to having had homicidal thoughts since the age of eight, often expressing them through violent and disturbing drawings. And I've seen uh, his drawings, like I've like he's been sending letters to his mother and like you know the family and stuff, and he can draw, like he he would be a pretty good illustrator or something. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sin- not nice, but like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess when you're in, in, in prison, you you just do whatever you can to not be bored. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, since becoming an adult, Paris ha- has refused further psychological evaluations. In a jailhouse interview behind the glass, uh, which was in also in the documentary, he tells the directors... I chose to do my crime and I take full responsibility for my crime. And I wouldn't say there was a predisposition to what happened. I am not insane and I do not suffer from any mental illness. So he refuses. Boy. (laughs) First of all, everyone has something wrong with them, like mentally. So you can kind of see how smart he is. Because ever since that evaluation, he refused to get one, like get a new one, because now he's older than 18. So if he gets diagnosed as a sociopath or whatever, that's going to be on record now. So he refused to get any new evaluations and he's going to get out in five years. Yeah. Okay. While Lee, the mother, described him as manipulative and narcissistic, she is quick to explain how her maternal instincts means she puts her love for her son above her angle anger i sometimes have to say to myself during visits okay charity take a breath you know how paris is weird she says but i am not going to be that parent who abandons who abandons their kid it's again i don't really understand i'm not a mother but I don't, I don't know. I don't know how she goes about, you know, it's just natural instinct. Yeah. Okay. So in 2012, the single stay at home mom became pregnant with a third child called Phoenix. Uh, He's, I think it's a he, he's four now. With those names, you would never know. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at the picture right now, and I just can't tell if it's a boy or a girl, but it doesn't really matter, to be honest. Yeah, uh, actually, Phoenix was born with a heart defect. So poor thing had to have like an open heart surgery when he was like a couple of days old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently Paris, when he got the information that his his new brother is sick he 
he was like crying and he thought that it was his fault and poor like his poor mother had to suffer now for this too after what he's done to her these kind of stuff but yeah but he was already in prison by that right yes 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 okay. like he murdered her sister in 2007 and his new brother was born in 2012 also like the mother when she was listening to the 911 call uh she she was telling everyone like how that's not how paris sounded like when he was like genuinely crying like he was faking the whole thing crazy yeah so the mother and the new little boy now lives in savannah and the mother goes to see paris in the lone star state I think it's a prison because he had to be moved because now he aged out of uh, juvenile facilities. So he's now mm-hmm. 24. Mm-hmm. So he had to be moved to, you know, grown up prison. But his sentence doesn't change. No, 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 no. Okay. He He's in for 40 years. Okay. But the mother says that she's like super grateful because the prison rules ban him from having visitors under the age of 17 because he because he killed a child so he can't see his new brother at least that if paris wasn't in prison or was able to meet phoenix i would have to do a lot more soul searching uh, says the mother mercifully the soul searching is helping lee cope with the devastating loss of ella whom she described as extroverted very outspoken and very smart she said that she was like a like a super charismatic little girl like she was always like you know boom i'm here look at me um you know like she was there was a picture i've seen her in um in like a a pink cowboy hat and boots and everything like she was a she was a little diva Butterflies became Ella's symbol after her preschool teacher gave her mother a remarkable picture she had painted of the insect. A friend also found a butterfly brooch in Lee's backyard on the day she finally returned to the house where the murder took place. Ever since, Lee associated butterflies with the presence of her daughter. She also has like a lot of butterfly tattoos everywhere. Her whole house looked like like it was the whole house was purple because that was the the daughter's like favorite color it was like butterflies everywhere and figures and it, it stickers everything it was like a it was basically it looks if, it looked like a shrine to be honest i don't yeah like i just wanted to say i don't know if that's healthy <laughs> yeah that doesn't sound too like she worked through it. Yeah, the fact that she had like the nine one one call on her computer that doesn't sound healthy to me either. Yeah, but like in the other way, like how can you work through something? Exactly. Like, this? like how can you just let everything go? Like you can't. Yeah. We're not judging on her. Absolutely not. We're just like no, no. It's like I, I can't even imagine being. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't think I would. would. Or want to survive this. I don't know. In 2011, the grieving mom founded the nonprofit Ella Foundation, which is an acronym for empathy, love, lessons and action, which assists people involved in criminal justice system and those affected by trauma. 
Through all this, she's also a loving mother to Phoenix, besides the uh, foundation, who she says gave her joy, life, and happiness again. Because I was living with the dead, I was barely living at Lee, Phoenix really brought me back into the moment. So that's it. That's, that's the article, basically. And I don't know, I kind of think... I don't want to say that she replaced her daughter with a new son. I, I, I swear to God, I just had the same thought. Yeah, but I mean, I understand why she would put all her efforts into, you know, the child that she yeah, has yeah, now. Yeah, you're right. But yeah. It's, it's a difficult situation. It is, definitely. it is, for sure. Hmm. Yeah. I um, So like in the documentary, she's been talking on the phone with her son in prison and like the son was talking like they were in the car right and the son from the prison he was talking to the little boy in the back seat and stuff i don't know it was it was just bothering me for some reason and i just don't like them interacting you know apparently he's been uh writing letters to him like the little boy and uh, he said like he told his mother that like he, I, like he didn't he didn't think that he's ready for the the stuff that are in the letter so they're just putting the letters aside until and this is maybe it's just my mind who knows but he said maybe until he's like 13 or 14 hmm. put it aside and then give it to him but he was 13 and 14 when he killed you know exactly it's just maybe it's just my you know paranoid it's, brain but, yeah, but it sounds suspicious yeah i don't know i don't know i i don't think i would let you know even if if i would want to keep in contact with that son or whatever i don't think i would ever let him meet the other brother no fucking way yeah so yeah that's the case uh, it's a it's a hard story definitely like children killing children mm -hmm. or child killing child it's it's another dimension like you think you've heard it all by now from you <laughs> and your stories you always come up with something new no well i try but i just thought this was a this was a first of all more recent story and mm. you know it just kind of it, it's this article took care of everything basically because it took this like the the view of the mother it took the side of the actual killing brother because they talked to him you know so yeah and he was like he looks like a normal happy little little boy you know like there's there's nothing creepy about him like there's there's i don't know i'll um, i'll uh put up pictures and stuff so you can everyone can see please i want to see too <laughs> but to be honest like how he looks like now he looks like a sociopath show me send me <laughs> okay give me a sec i'll i'll google it for you paris lee bennett pictures there you go 
Should I just Google the same thing? Yeah, sure, 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 sure. So it's Paris Lee and Bennett with two N and two T's. Oh, there you go. Child pictures. Ooh, and the ooh. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh my God, I think I've once seen the start of this interview. Yeah, could he, be. It's on Amazon. He looks familiar. So. Yeah, he looks familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he he looks stereotypically like he looks like a sociopath, like someone who, yeah, who has dark dark thoughts. Yeah, but the thing is that they didn't really help him. Like his head is shaved. He has like a weird glass, <laughs> like weird glasses on, and everything. So. Mm you know but on the other thing like there's another picture where he looks like handsome even which one i'll i'll send it to you copy link address and then i'll send it to you here give me a sec open whatsapp yeah i'll send it to you on whatsapp open bitch open thank you okay send it loaded it looked at it <laughs> oh for real what i mean this is not right to talk about <laughs> what? but i mean yeah he has like a well-formed jaw like yeah like so see he if he if his if his head is not shaved and doesn't with have hair, like with a, hair no. yeah i don't know but i'm just saying not important he's still a murderer yeah, I'm just saying that he, if if some like a she dude, has continued to visit him in jail and has accepted that he is a predator. Yeah, yeah, he, she's Good. been visiting him like all the time. Like she has a, she has a, a relationship with him, like a motherly relationship with him. Yeah, she founded a charity on his name. She I oh, know it's Ella Foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's daughter. what I. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about. In memory about. of her daughter, but still, then it says here, Mom Charity Lee has managed to forgive her son for what mm -hmm. he did. Okay. Yeah. yeah I. Yeah, it's it's a hard pill to swallow, Lee. Yeah, I don't think I could. I would be able to do that, but yeah. We did it. Well, we did it. Thank you for this again traumatizing <laughs> story. Maya, You're very you, welcome. You did your excellent job. Thank you. And... I literally just read out the article so <laughs> and watched the movie. <laughs> but you found the story though. Mm -hmm. Let me give you credit for that. But yeah. Then guys, I'd say thank you for listening. Thanks for bearing with us. Uh, we hope you had fun. Yeah. And we'll see you in our next episode, I'd say. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us so we know you had fun with us. We have many more episodes planned, but if you have any suggestions on topics we should research for you, 
just send us an email to unscientificscientists at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at unscientificscientistspodcast and on Twitter at unscientificpod.